Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your host, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. With special guest, Beth Christine. Hi, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler W. Moore. I'm Beth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Chris. Um, and I guess a couple things before we start the show here. First of all, we have a new short film out called How Much, uh, so go check that out on our website. Uh, nice little uh, pluggity plug there. It's uh, filmed by our, um, our our guy, you know, the, the one of the Davids. You know, I don't want to say which one because that might you know detour you from wanting to see it. But <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a short film by David Wayne Young, and it's a he did a very good job on it. And everyone should go check that out. And uh, it is October. Uh, we have four episodes coming up this month. It's going to be a very eventful month. And uh, we're starting off with this one. Alfred Hitchcock, uh, which is the subject of this episode. And uh, we will be ending it with a Halloween special, which will be the season finale. So lots to look forward to this month. Uh, don't, don't change that channel. Okay. So, Chris... In order, what are the films we're talking about? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about Rear Window, Vertigo, and Psycho. So, let's jump right in to Rear Window. So, I've seen this one before. uh, About a couple years ago, like 2015 is when I first saw it. How about you guys? Um, This was my first time seeing it or any... You know, like with all these movies, I'm like, hey, I've seen, I've seen something like this before somewhere, but with this one, uh, I really didn't. So no history with it. So I uh, saw this movie in like my film appreciation class in college. Part of it, too. I don't remember anymore. Wasn't anymore. it like the first part? Yeah, it was the first of part the... of it, and like then I went home and was like, I gotta watch all of this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So I saw the opening. So I saw the opening of it. I was like, I gotta watch the rest of this movie. I watched all of it. I was like, holy crap, this movie's um, this movie's awesome. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Yes, yeah, spoiler. How I'm gonna talk about this? Movie. Well, I gotta, yeah, we're gonna spoil every single one of these movies just yeah. in case you know you haven't seen any of them. Um... You've had years. <laughs> yeah. There's 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 no excuse, uh, it, like to, to 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 not know everything that's gonna happen in these movies, pretty much. Um, okay, so um, this movie takes place basically all in one room, um, with uh, in uh, Jimmy Stewart's apartment building, um, and all these surrounding apartments, and it's staged super well with all the because it's all just one big set, um, and like you know there's. You can look in the background sometimes, and there's just actors in other rooms doing nothing important. Uh, they're just sitting back there acting like, you know, people through windows normally would. Yeah, it's like, you know, you have, like, these, the couple, like, the newlyweds. You got the couple who sleeps on the balcony. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you got all sorts of different people there. You got like... uh, Miss Torso. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Lonely Heart. That's right, yeah. Um, and, you know, all this is through, like, the eyes, essentially, I guess is should say, of, of, yeah, Jimmy Stewart's character. Mm-hmm. And, because he's, uh, he's got a broken leg that's yeah. gonna be healed after, you know, however much time it was they had left over. So now you have to, like, just kind of experience, like, you know, his, his, uh, boredom, yeah. <laughs> essentially. This guy, yeah, this guy starts bored. out, starts out, yeah, he's just people watching, basically. No, no internet. Uh, yeah, no internet, so he's gotta do this, and let me just say, I don't think, it, you, you need to say it, but... Uh, Mr. Cre- Mr. James Stewart is a pro. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Yeah, he's a, he, yeah a little creepy though. Yeah, there's a I guess just talking about one of the people inside the inside the window for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like one part in there that's like always that like worried me, and then it actually something actually actually happened to it, and I, I'm very upset about it. Was like the dog. Yeah. Was like you know there's like the dogs on top of the balcony. It's like. Guys, that's that's way too. That's that's just that just seems way too high up for a dog. <laughs> that was like that was the balcony couple, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ones that when it was raining, uh, real fast when it was raining, uh, they're like trying to hurry their stuff inside. It's like, yeah, we, yeah. we should have been outside then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just didn't. I never understood the point of them sleeping outside, but you know, <laughs> maybe they've got their reasons. You know, out of all three of them, this one was 
it was still fair. I liked a lot of things, but this one's actually probably my least favorite. Really? Yeah. Really? I would say this is my most favorite out of really? the three. Yeah. Same here. I think you're just weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just single you out there. Um, yeah, for me, it just, I think it, I wasn't quite as interested in the story as I was the other two, and it went by a bit too slow for me. Um, but something that I liked about it was they were all, sh- all three of these movies, they were all shot really, really well for their times. Yeah. Um, and they were all shot in a very smart way, I feel. Yeah. Um, I saw a bunch of different angles that I hadn't seen, you know, previously if I'm like watching movies from this era, which by the way, are they, are all these kind of made around the same time? Yeah, this or? is, this is 54, Vertigo is 58 and Psycho is 60. Which, uh, you talked about it kind of being a little bit long. The first time I saw this movie, I think I liked it more the first time. Um, Hmm. I don't know what happened in between now and then, but, like, I definitely felt the first half dragging a lot more this time. Because, you know, up to the point where the murder happens, it's just kind of them sitting around talking about, you know, just doing exposition theater. Yeah. And... The, pr- the only problem with the presentation is a lot of scenes just sort of fade out, fade back in just to like a couple minutes later or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, because there's not a lot of ways to transition, I suppose, you can only do so much. Yeah. Uh, you right. know, there it does get a little bit bored because like you'll, you'll fade from, you know, Jimmy Stewart sitting in a fucking chair uh, looking out the window to Jimmy Stewart sitting in a fucking chair looking out the window. But it's darker and, now. Yeah, and it's darker now and someone else walks in. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say I love the whole cast. Yeah. Um, the, the like, nurse lady who comes <laughs> in and helps him. Uh, uh, she's great. His, um, his, uh, his girlfriend that he doesn't want to marry uh, mm. <laughs> is, uh, is, is pretty good. Uh, although they... They leaned on that subject a lot more than I remembered, <laughs> which was just, it was just weird. I like when they're like, he's like kind of bringing him over to like to his side or whatever. It's like, first they're like, oh no, you're crazy. Yeah. Wait, what time did you say he's like, I'm dead? Right. They're, they get interested in the narrative that he's weaving yeah. now. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. It's like, it, it's just starting to sound a little more plausible. <laughs> right. And, and now I'm actually worried. Okay. What's mm-hmm. happening? <laughs> so Chris, do you prefer this movie? Or Disturbia. <laughs> I wasn't even going to talk about Disturbia. I <laughs> know. <laughs> but had, like that has like a really funny scene where like they're in Spanish class and he he says a word that sounds like kiss ass. That's all I remember from that movie, by Boy, the way. Boy, that, that is movie literally is garbage. It. <laughs> yeah. Poor Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He's not famous anymore. <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking like, but what if he's crazy? Because like, there's like, there's like, this movie, another movie... There's like, yeah, but what if they're actually just crazy though about this? Like, you know, what if like Stuart's literally just like, he's been in this room for such a long time. He's just I've been never, like, I've never thought, I mean, like I, I thought like maybe, you know, maybe he's just kind of putting a story together that isn't there or whatever, mm. but I, like, I never considered that he'd be like crazier. Like I, th- I thought that like, I thought like at first that, oh, he's like, he's like building a narrative to like. Other people are gonna be involved or whatever, and there's like be like you know there's sure. like the like something um, else happened. Yeah, like that is like the that party is... people up there might be involved too, and there's like you know oh sure all, like all this stuff. And thankfully that didn't happen. Actually, went in a much better direction. Actually, it was that it was the, pretty the, the it was salesman. pretty straightforward. Yeah. And I'm actually glad it did that because like you know the salesman, yes, he's a bad guy. He killed his wife and all that, and they killed the freaking dog. Which, yeah. Man, the biggest you know. crime of all. It does yeah. just enough to pull you away from his side at points. Mm-hmm. Like when the uh, when the detective or just the police officer, whatever he is, starts getting involved, um, and he's like, "Hey, hey, no, th- there's nothing going on over there. What are you stupid or something?" Yeah. Uh, like that. You know, it's like you know. Like, I mean, you have a feeling throughout the whole thing. Like to make this story interesting, there has to be something that <laughs> happened over there. But like, it does. It does. Like. It gives enough challenges to the character's story to where it is uh, still interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, had something, sorry. I literally have no more notes. By oh, okay. the way. I used um, up all my notes. I was kind of letting you guys like talk about this one a bit more since it was your favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so like this is one that's also where I remember in class she uh, she mentioned my, my professor talked about how the lighting was very important and like you know especially Hitchcock just in general lighting is very important yes. to to his movies. And, you know, you learn a lot more about Hitchcock and it's like, you know, so I guess there's like, there's like different sides of like, you know, uh, 
people will criticize him for like one thing, but people like will love him for the other things. It's like, you know, one of the things obviously is like, he's not on set ever pretty much like his cinematographer. I, if, you want, if, you wanna, if you want to get into Hitchcock a little bit himself, I would, I have plenty I think to that, say. That's, I think that's fine. Cause too, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, we don't have as much to say about this one. I, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I lean more on this. The more I read about the guy, the more I don't like him. Uh, I'm, I know a lot of film buffs will probably fucking hate me for everything I'm about to say. But like, yeah, like, like you said, he just makes little shot lists and like basically his cinematographers direct the movies. He doesn't talk to the actors. It's like, so what do you do? Are you, you're more like a producer, if anything. And like, here's the thing. You can love the, uh, the Hitchcock filmography. That's that's perfectly fine. The guy clearly has an eye for good stories, and yeah. you know, so and on the and visuals so forth. are obviously yeah. you know him. Yeah. So it's like you know, but, I guess the acting is essentially not him, but like you know, then again, like he casts this movie so freaking well, it's like yeah. that I I don't think I can think of but any even really the, bad actors. But even there. then, like because you know, bleeding into Vertigo a little bit, like it depends who you um, who you ask, but. Yeah. Um, like the vertigo shot, yeah. You know, like uh, apparently, like some people say, it is the uh, second unit director mm. that did that, um, and like apparently he like he'll talk shit on all the like on vertigo. <laughs> We're pretty much just leading right into vertigo, but um, uh, on vertigo he was like, oh yeah, like it, the movie failed because Jimmy Stewart's too old now. He never worked with him again, and uh, the girl in there whose name I can't remember. Um, he's like, no, she was horribly miscast. She was terrible. Oh, wow. It's like, uh, fuck you. What are you talking about? Fuck you, you fat British piece of shit. (laughs) Um, so before we jump into Vertigo, while we're on the subject of Alfred Hitchcock himself, um, the only thing I've really ever seen of Alfred Hitchcock was, uh, I think it's Hitchcock Presents Mm -hmm. or something. I literally thought he was like, a character <laughs> like a like a crypt keeper type host or like rod serling or whatever right, for Twilight like, which is perfect <laughs> yeah right um which which would have been just fine but yeah i because i didn't know he was like a director slash producer yeah um because at the same time i was watching the twilight zone so i thought that was kind of all yeah um so it was cool kind of to figure out there <laughs> there's more that meets yeah yeah well there's a movie called hitchcock mm-hmm. um man who is an actor i've had to look that up um, uh Anthony, uh, Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins. I yeah. almost said Anthony Daniels. Anthony that Daniels. Would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Alfred Hitchcock. I am Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. But watch the movie. Uh, it, it's a, I think it's a fairly fair yeah. um, portrayal of the man. Like he's making, uh, he's in the of production of Psycho. Yeah. And it shows. There, a there's movie. a, there's a, there's a side of him also. That we're going to talk about a little more in Vertigo, which is like his, the Hitchcock blonde. Yeah. That people always bring up, it's always like, yeah, there's always like the blonde character that like, clearly uh, the main character is in love with the person because Hitchcock is in love with this person. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm talking about that a little more in Vertigo, because uh, that's a little bit more uh, uh, out there. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess bringing it back to Rear Window here for a second, there's like... Uh, you know, the very end there, whenever he has, gets confronted by the uh, by the yeah. by the salesperson, like you know, he's just doing his best to try to distract him long enough for like the police to arrive. And you know, he's like, he's doing the the flashes in his eyes, yeah. and he's like kind of rubbing his eyes a little bit. There's like a couple times where I was kind of like, oh, is this just a repeated frames of him like rubbing his eyes? Yeah. <laughs> or like just like slight. It's like the same shot but slightly closer with like the orange glow in his right, eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like just because of how flat those angles are in particular, all I can think is like when he flashes the bulb, he just goes, "Oh fuck you!" And like walks a little bit close, like just runs up to him and knocks him out the window or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the the ending is like I remember the, the first time I watched it, the ending was super tense. Yeah. Um, and like I like how I guess, is he gonna like, get out of this? Like what's he gonna like? He's cornered. He's, he's yeah. Like, he's you know he's basically crippled. You know what's he gonna do? Like he gets like you I know, think this time I saw like I saw the setup for the yeah. light. Because they didn't use it the first time when he was like trying to, he was going to use it as a signal to warn her. Yeah. Um, and they never did it. It's like, well, what if she's not looking at the time? That was the, uh, <laughs> uh, the sort of Chekhov's gun, I guess, yeah. in a way. Um, Chekhov's bulb. Chekhov's bulb. Uh, yeah. And um, he's like dangling out the window and the cops like sort of like slow down with their hands. It's like, this is a this is a grown man falling in here. Yeah, with a big old <laughs> cast. Big old cast. Good luck, guys. Um, I appreciate the fact that like he has to have the cast on for longer now. Yeah. It's like, well, Got both legs worth working. it. Worth it. Listen, man, he uh 
he 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 is a, he's a hero, I guess. You know? Yeah. Um. So, but ratings. Yeah, I was gonna say ratings. Ratings uh, for this movie. I'm gonna give it an, uh, a solid eight. Okay. A solid eight, Jamie's. Um, I think I'll give it a six. Okay. Myself. Gonna give it an eight point five. Well, hey, vertigo time. You do the math on that. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get into vertigo. So this is my first time. This is the only movie on this uh, this little set here that I have not seen before. And uh, so I think the same thing for you, Beth. I've seen all of these. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen any of these. Again, I've seen like kind of themes and other things and or, i figured that was the case and that's why i definitely wanted to have you on this one yeah or like recreate like some things i'm like i've seen this before just not with these people i had no clue it was hitchcock uh, right. there's a lot of like people like will like make homages to hitchcock shots and like uh you know, setups even you know you see obviously like you know uh uh what what was that was like bugs bunny was like doing like the the psycho thing or whatever yeah like, yeah like pours down the, the hershey's chocolates you know that's what they used or whatever in there it's like uh-huh. yeah, this, this is cute but they also did the uh like the vertigo like saul bass uh sequence thing and um um in toy story 2 i think yeah uh when like woody's falling into the trash <laughs> um <laughs> who did it better yeah <laughs> man unless i love toy story <laughs> um the, one of the first things that really struck me in this movie was the uh, the impeccable use of color. There's like this really great scene where they're in this red room. Um, like they go there a couple times. Uh, it's where uh, Jimmy Stewart once again is uh, scouting out uh, the the Hitchcock blonde of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like pretty much every single person in there is like either wearing like blue or black suits mm-hmm. and she's the only person in there wearing green yep. and it's like oh well that's that's how you're going to know who she is mm-hmm. I, I you know something that's go back to her window for a second here but like <laughs> the the like the fact that like the the colors they are like very uh muted mm-hmm. except for the very important stuff was colors yes. mm-hmm. but yeah in vertigo like yeah colors are very very obvious um, especially when they show up, you're like, oh yeah, that's this is. It's a, a very is... Technicolor movie. Yeah. Like... Green, green is a very important color in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uses and yeah. usages of green. Uh, I guess we can jump around a little bit here with that, which is like you know, there's a shot with like whenever she becomes uh, uh, Madeline, right? Madeline, yeah. Mm-hmm. She becomes Madeline. Like there's like the the ghost from this Judy ghost, to Madeline. Yeah, this, this like ghost aura around her, like this green aura. Yeah. And it's, I forgot what else is green. There's a few other green shots. Like, yeah, like the light in her, uh, in oh, her apartment. That's it's, right, yeah, yeah. Because she's like right next to the neon sign. Yeah, it's and like very like bright, yeah. Her car, I think her car is green? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's several little things like that. And uh, it overall just, like, it looks really good. I'd love to see, like, because we just have a DVD of this and it held up really well on DVD. So a Blu ray of this? Yeah, I, I'd love yeah. to see a, a Blu ray version of it just for the, um, the like, the picture's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there so like he uh so Jimmy Stewart gets hired to follow her um by the husband and um he's not very subtle about it. He's no. like he's like con- like well in in like wide shots of like the two cars like they'll be pretty spaced out but like when he like it's just like shots of him in his car and then like it'll get the reverse uh, it's like he's like five feet away from uh-huh. her. It's like, dude, come on, give her a little bit, <laughs> give, give her a little bit more space. Which kind of brings me to one of my uh, biggest notes on this movie is that Jeremy Stewart's character is freaking creepy the entire time. Yeah, like, he is not like you know this model citizen type of thing like he is like say like Rear Window for example. Yeah. and it's like you uh, you kind of sympathize with him, but then you don't at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he just like. He just comes out as really creepy, and then, like, especially near the end, he, like, kind of, like, looks like he's kind of going off the edge a little bit. Yeah. And I'll say, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know (laughs) how I feel about him playing this type of character, because he's just, it's like Mr. Rogers playing this type of character. It doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't feel right. He's too wholesome for this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to the ending later, but... Uh, like, upon, like, reflection from the ending, I'm like, wow, I just, I really don't like this guy. Because, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, he he acts like he, he was just, like, again, a model citizen mm-hmm. who, who was driven crazy, you know, mm-hmm. by this girl. And it's like, actually, you were just strange and controlling the whole time. Well, it's like he undresses her and, like, you know. Yeah. Which is, uh, like, I get that part, but uh, you didn't call, like, you know, 911. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, I just undressed her, put her in my bed, and yeah. uh, this is fine. There's a well, robe. Well, like, because at that point, I was still figuring, like, okay, well, you know, he's he's taking care of her, like, for her husband. Yeah. And then, like, at some point afterwards, like, he, you know, falls in love with her and blah, blah, blah. And um, I'll probably, again, I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get some flack for this. But uh, I didn't really care for the story of. The, I don't really know what I expected here, because mm. like I, like and it technically is a murder mystery, like only by a thin veil. Because at the very end, they basically tell you, "Hey, this was a murder mystery the whole time." By the way, yeah. Um, but like, I feel like I just expected something more like noirish. Ended up being a little bit disappointed by the story because it's like. You know, you, you you go through the whole thing. It's like you know, uh, he's uh, he's following this girl for the husband, and then all of a sudden there's this big twist at the end, kind of like at the at the tail end of the movie. Uh, he falls in love with this girl for some reason, uh, even though she's got those wicked eyebrows. <laughs> um, and then he she um, has a mean looking face. She has yeah. a yeah. She she's got some uh, uh, RBF. Yeah. Um, she she is covering it up. She's a different person, but she's still the person that he fell in love with. It was like he's like turning her into it. like that's, yeah. That gets to the psychology a little bit there, which is like he meets who he thinks is a new girl mm-hmm. who kind of looks vaguely like the woman that she felt that he fell in love with, and he kind of like slowly turns her into that person. Which mm-hmm. is like you, then you end up with like the, the ghostly Daryl looking uh, uh, shot of her. Yeah. First of all, he's a really bad detective. <laughs> yes. Like, um, not only is he, again, you know... He gave himself up pretty quick. Like, just well, jumping into the ocean Yeah, floor. like, he's really unprofessional, uh, not only by, you know, bringing uh, who he thinks is, like, a suicidal girl into his room, uh, undressing her, which, as you said, could have been just, like, hey, he's, like, taking care of her, but I, I really don't think yeah. it was... Um, but he like goes. I was willing to write it off as that, like for the for the narrative's sake. Right. It was but, also a time period. Maybe this yeah. isn't creepy. The time. <laughs> yeah, it's just creepy. I don't know. Um, Hitchcock he, doesn't think this is creepy. Yeah. He also he's just like, uh, you know, he's like searching places without a warrant. Um, and I mean, you know, just like the whole time he's like, you know, again, like really to me, he comes across as like, uh, like really controlling. Yeah. I guess and just like weird and pushy. Um. So, Chris, what you said about he thinks he's, like, meeting a new girl um, and, you know, transforming her into, mm-hmm. uh, I already, it starts with an M. Madeline. Madeline. To me, I actually thought he knew who she was the entire time. That's what we were, like, that's what we were debating when we were right. watching the movie. Well, because by the end, he definitely knows. But I thought that, like, you know, because she's, like, like she she's writing the snow because I think you know, what she did was also horrible. I think she got in, like, way over her head. Yeah, she's still but, a, she's still an accomplice to a murder, basically. Right, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, because she, like, again, she she definitely is an accomplice, but she's just like, I went up there to stop it. That could have been a lie. I don't know. But she's, like, writing this note to him, like, pretty much going to explain who she is, uh, why, she, why she did it, and then she was going to bounce. Mm-hmm. She decides not to do that. Um, she could have left at any time. Well, <laughs> yeah, she, she definitely could have... But, uh, because she either, maybe, like... She was still in love with him, or... Well, like, I don't... But even then, like, yeah, he's turning her into another person. Right. I don't even know, like, love, or, like, infatuation, or even, like, guilt. Yeah. You know, we, we probably wouldn't know. So, I guess, like, this kind of thing, I kind of think about, like, two different thoughts here. One of them, which is that, like, kind of go back to the Hitchcock thing for a second. Yeah. Which is that, so, Hitchcock... Does Hitchcock think this is romantic? <laughs> no, no, it, no, it's, it's worse. It's basically the character is Hitchcock in... So I, I heard, I've heard this before where it's like basically it's a metaphor for Hitchcock where like, you know, he's very controlling to his uh, to his actresses. Yeah. And very abusive towards them and changing them into certain things like the Hitchcock blonde. Yeah. Which is what, he, which is what Stuart's character turns her into. And um, yeah, he's very, you know, very creepy about it. Things like, yeah, I guess maybe yeah, I think this is what love is like. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he wants to put his little sausage fingers all over yeah. <laughs> these girls. But like here, like my running theory this right here was that like there was going to be like a shot at some point in time in here where that girl like you know the the one the new girl he meets or whatever yeah was actually gonna like look totally different like there's gonna be just like a shot like she's like changes like her face on like she's like it looks nothing at all oh. like her oh Stuart's just a crazy man like he's man. just imagining that he's she just, looks yeah. anything like her. <laughs> see exactly. that exactly that 
that might have been better. And, like, because, yeah, talking about the ending, like, I was, when we were talking about, like, you know, does he know or not, I was trying to, like, decide in my head, do I like it more if he knows? I started getting excited at the very end when he's, like, leading her up there. And it's like, you know, like, he's, like, if he, if you're going to make Jimmy Stewart crazy, you might as well make him full-on crazy. And, like, yeah. you know, like, he's, like, I, like I, it would feel a little out of out of nowhere if he just kind of chucked her off or whatever. <laughs> but, um... If like, he revealed that he knows and then he threw her ass off there, yeah, that might be like th- Yeah, there, there might have been a way to play that. But then, <laughs> like, but then the ending is, like, she's up there and then a nun kind of comes out and scares her and she falls off the end. Yeah. As like, that was, that was kind of... Figure. It's like... That was kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that ending, honestly. Um... I guess I should say that, like, Vertigo is actually my least favorite out of these three. Same. Um, but it's also one that, like, I, I, I want to go back and revisit some more, because it's just, like, just, it's a very visual feast. Because, like, yeah. Because a lot of Shrek movies are visual feasts. Yes. I can probably say that I hated the story, but on a technical level, this was super well made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I have, I don't have, like, a whole lot of bad things to say about the presentation value of it. Um, you know, the actors... Are really good. What what more do I need to say about Jimmy Stewart to convince you people that he's the best in the world? <laughs> um, Harvey was great in this movie, <laughs> um, the whole time. I say like you know Stewart like really is one of my is probably my favorite actor of like this era of Hollywood or like yes during his time of Hollywood like he's my favorite actor. Absolutely. You know he really represented that time period extremely well, and it's like he's the one I kind of just go to. I think about that era. I just go yeah Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with this one, for me, I think I think I was just a little, I don't know, because, I mean, you know, we're about to get into Psycho, I'm sure, which was my favorite, so I think I'm just on, like, the spookier side a little more, because I was, of like... it was your favorite. <laughs> I'm <yeah>. leaving. <laughs> um, I think I liked the story better in Vertigo, because, like, you know, I, like, at first I felt like I was a little bored, but, like, towards the end, you know, I was just, like... Jesus is <laughs> what he's doing is so messed up in so many ways and I love it. I couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off the screen at a certain point just because I was so fascinated with like how insane this movie was. <laughs> right. Well and like also it's like, okay, you know, from what I said before, I didn't really like the you know, uh the character of the guy. Um, but I'm like, I did not expect him to like either go completely insane here or just, you know, uh, basically, like, want to throw this girl for a loop, kind of like she did to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, by the way, totally insane thing, just like, you know, the psychedelic, uh, uh, scene, basically. Yeah. Like, just like the... That sequence is... I, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to start with that thing, basically. I was, I was worried about it, because I knew that scene was going to come up at some point. Yeah. Um, I was worried about it because the opening titles weren't very good. They mm. look, they kind of didn't age very well. The scene itself, like, it's very cheesy. Okay. Like it's 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 not like super competently done. I mean, like for the time it is, but like it doesn't hold up very well. But at the same time, like I like a whole lot about. It. I like the <laughs> way it lo- I like how you know old and cheesy it looks. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like you know watching that. I'm like, yeah, this this has so much cheese. But for back then, it was probably sorcery. <laughs> and that, by the way, is probably one of the saddest things about this is that. These movies have aged. Yes. And unfortunately, it's like, you know, there's things that, like, yeah, they're, that look to us as cheesy now. Because it's like, some things are like, or like, we're, they're tropes that, like, he established that are now overused yeah. or, you know. And it's not even necessarily that. It's just the, it's just the also, actual presentation. And that was the thing is, like, the yeah, presentation of it. Well. Yeah, it presentations that aged well. It's like, this is very much of its time. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, unfortunately, we can't just, like, put on, you know, special glasses that say, like, oh, that no, we, well, no it's people like the, will, though. People, oh, yeah, people, people will, yeah. will pretend that that looks amazing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I wish I could put on, you know, the, what was it, you said 58 for this movie? Yeah. Like, 58, 1958 glasses and just, like, watch it from that like that. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do that. But sometimes I, you know, obviously I can still super enjoy the movie. Still. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. You know, and it's like, was still a master. Like, that's just yeah. the basic fact right there. I enjoy a lot of movies that, you know, or, you know, yeah. like the graphics are garbage, but I'm mm-hmm. like, this is amazing. I love it. Space <laughs> the, Jam. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like, you know, any, like we've talked about how like any early 
90s movie with CGI in it. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's not, it, you can't watch it anymore because it just looks terrible. And it's like, no. You, ha- you have to pretend to ignore it or just fucking watch it on a VHS where exactly. you're not going to notice as much. It's like, seriously, like Space Jam. Yeah, watch like, that on Blu ray. Never, do that. Ne- I will never in my life again, because I've maybe seen like 30 seconds of it on like television one time i turned it off because i was like i can't see it in high definition because it looks terrible nothing matches and although like... <laughs> although uh, somehow astoundingly roger rabbit holds up in uh blu-ray form that's because probably because they drew it on the frames basically <laughs> so that helped do you anything else for hit for this movie i'll say hitchcock <laughs> for hitchcock um no i think i've said my piece here um do we want to go ahead with ratings uh, i just have one final thought yeah Salina, Kansas. She's from oh, that's right. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to bring that up. I was like, well, that's not too far away from here. Yeah. I get so excited when people say they're from Kansas because I'm like, hey, holla back. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still excited for you from Texas. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Jamie's. You get, we'll go in the, we'll go in this order. Yeah, but I want to go in this order though, which is but, for me first. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. So, uh, but what if we went in like this order? So that people can't see. What yeah, so no one knows what we're doing. Uh, 6.5. Um, 7.5. 5.5. 5. 5. 0. <laughs> I almost said okay. 5.5. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to uh, Psycho. As Beth said, my list is her favorite, so she gets the lead. So Psycho, yeah, this was my favorite. This was my first time seeing the movie. Again, I'll need to look it up later. Like, what'd you say? Was there a recreation of this? There's a remake of it from, like, 90 or something 96 like that. Or that. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's uh, Vince oh, it's, Vaughn. It's, yeah, it's post, uh, no, maybe it's right before Goodwill Hunting. It's Gus Van Sant directed it, same director as Goodwill Hunting, and uh, it stars uh it vince vaughn but yeah yeah stars vince vaughn. <laughs> uh, as norman bates and uh it uh i can't read that from here 98 98 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> our uh our um our uh, our guy scott reacher uh, on the save <laughs> on the set um, um just cover your mouth up and, and say it we'll just do it in post uh, 98 <laughs> anyway yeah i i had to have seen that at some point because the things happening in this like they were too familiar. I pretty much, again, first time, but never seen this before. <laughs> Spoilers, I loved Which it. Which one was better? <laughs> <laughs> um, I need this to rewatch the other one shot. to actually give you... <laughs> no, you don't need to rewatch it. It's fine. It's good. Anyway, so it like starts off with the this younger couple there. So I guess the beginning kind of confused me because... So she steals money yeah. from... Yeah. Um, Someone, a cowboy, a cowboy man. Okay. <laughs> um, a we like you know. I thought he was gonna be a bigger part of the story because he he was such a. He's got a big personality. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's an Arizona cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she steals the money from him. I couldn't quite understand why though. Like, is there a specific reason, or does it ever? She just got greedy. Yeah, okay. that's, that's basically. Just... It just seems like she got the opportunity and she took it. She kept, she kept, I didn't she expect kept, it. She kept looking at it like. Ooh, am I going to take it? Am I going to take it? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to take it. Oh, uh, so she did that. And then I believe she's going to go see her lover. Is, is that where she's traveling to? Yeah, she's okay. she's on her way to go um, to go Sam. meet with uh, Sam. Sam Loomis. Yeah. Uh, where the doctor from Halloween got I feel like name. I feel like they, uh, they say the name Sam more often in this movie than like <laughs> the other characters' names. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam. Fun fact. I already told Beth this, but uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis... Janet Lee's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, I'm sure you probably already knew that. Yeah, but I wanted on record <laughs> um, um, that we know this fact. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys know <laughs> this is top ten horror? <laughs> so yeah, she's uh, making her trip, making her way down, and making her way downtown. <laughs> making her way downtown. Um, so the trip is pretty unnerving in itself. You know, she's really nervous. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, she has like that cop who trying to keep that driver away from. Like okay, so it's weird because like I feel like maybe yeah, her falling asleep on the side of the road was maybe a bit strange to him. Uh, but overall, was there well, it, anything it else? It was the way that she was kind of acting like. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah no, it's fine. I think. Can I just say real quick? I saw. Uh, I've seen this movie before, but it was about ten years ago, so I've forgotten most of it. <laughs> um, I was like trying to kind of figure things out as I was going along, and with the cop thing, I 
thought for a second, like, oh, maybe there's like a call out for it, but like then he kind of drove away. And I thought, oh, may- well, maybe there isn't. And then mm-hmm. you find out that there's a private detective on the case. Yeah. And it hasn't been brought to the police yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess then, yeah, that she'd be kind of afraid, like, oh, maybe the police officer knows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of eventually just leaves her alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but at first I was just like, is he like genuinely concerned about her behavior? Uh, because he keeps asking if she's okay. Well, then, yeah, then he's like watching her at the used car lot. Right. And which that... the used the car salesman, by the way, I think his last job was at Chick-fil-A. He's yeah. very friendly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's kind of just like, you know, I mean, don't you want to look at this car at all? Like, yeah. What's yeah. wrong with you, lady? Well, and he goes, who's chasing you? <laughs> like, yeah. I, nobody. I like I like the shot of like when she like drives away and they're like the three of them were just kind of like staring like kind of like watching. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, and the cops just like fucking stand them there. Yeah. Like, um, huh. And then then you know he just we don't see any more of him after that. But one thing I liked about uh, the car lot part was. You know, he tells her, okay, this is going to be your car plus $700. And at first she's like, $700? And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, they are. They always have time to argue money. And she goes, yeah. no, no, it's fine. Like, I'll take it. And he just, like, looks at her like, <laughs> okay. Like, what, what's wrong with you? That probably wasn't even the actual price. He was probably just throwing that uh, out there to throw her off. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, is... So that's kind, of, she, that's kind of the end of that. She's, like, making her way again to wherever she's going. <laughs> Uh, and there was this really cool scene where, you know, she's driving, it's kind of just, like, showing her face, uh, there's a bunch of voices, like, uh, um, of her sister, of the bank guy, you know, everyone kind of, like, laying out things for us on what's happening at their end, uh, you know, that she stole the money, that she's gone, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that no one's heard from her. She's got that little smirk on her face for a second, (laughs) (laughs) which I I really liked, yeah. I noticed that, too, yeah, so, which is crazy, because... I feel like for whatever reason, you know, like greed or whatever, she really wants to do this. But then I know at some point she's kind of just like... She's debating on whether or not she should just kind of like, you know, right. take the punishment. and. Well, and the thing is, uh, I feel like she was, um, but uh, I'll jump ahead here. She gets to this uh, motel, hotel? The Bates Motel. The Bates, the Bates Motel. motel. Um, she gets there, uh, checks in, gets a room... Uh, there's this guy there. He's, he's a really nice boy. He's a really likes, good uh, boy. <laughs> eating, eating sandwiches and drinking milk. Oh, boy. Uh, he shows her the room. He says, well, the bed's soft. There's paintings of birds on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, uh, I'm going to jump in now on your on your storytelling here. Great, great job, Beth. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Anthony Perkins, I guess we talk about him for a yes, little bit here. Yes, yes. So, uh, he basically ruined his career by making one of the best roles of his life. Because, <laughs> like, he did so well in here, people did not want to cast him anymore because he's just like, oh, he's just creepy. Mm-hmm. It, like, no matter, even if he's, like, not trying to be creepy at all, it still comes, it comes off as creepy. Because because his creepiness comes from how charming he is. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, he, I'm sure he's a, I'm sure he's just a super nice guy, but he's just Very a nice endearing. Guy. There's a endearing guy or whatever. And uh, there's a movie uh, directed by Orson Welles called The Trial that he's in. I, I kept getting distracted by the fact, because I had seen that after Psycho, and I kept mm-hmm. distracted by the fact that, like, yeah, but, you know, he comes off as really creepy, though, this whole time. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be rooting for this guy, but I'm not. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm kind of like, yeah, you, you deserve what you got. <laughs> There's a certain point where he just says, a boy's best friend is his mother, and I said... Let me stop you there, pal. Because that's the panties just dried up. Let me tell you. <laughs> Good night. I think I say, uh, "Let me stop you right there, Mr. Vice President." My <laughs> um, <Long> mother, <laughs> Mr. Pence. Which, Mr. Pence, yeah. So, like, upon seeing his acting in this, uh, I loved it a lot because I can't think of a a villain of that time that's like him. Like, you know, he he looks like just your average Joe. A bit skinny. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a likey, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, but even then it's like, yeah, he's just like... He's very boyish. He's your, he's your next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. He's the friendly guy you, you wave at, you know, he lies while he's watering the grass, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, and that that's probably the part that, like, especially, you said this is 60, right? Yeah. And, yeah, especially 60s. Um, you know, you still get your door, doors. Unlocked yeah. doors, <laughs> you know? And it's like... Oh, this is the next. This is yes, yeah, the next door neighbor who uh, who murders people because he taxidermies his mom. Um, <laughs> mummifies, say, mummifies. Yeah. <laughs> she leaves her door, like her car door unlocked. Now she's like, "Why are you doing that?" Because uh, especially <laughs> when you've got that matter. fucking money on you. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So and why check that stuff? Uh, I think we can agree that she's not very smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I just I just wrote down best shot out of the bunch. Great. <laughs> like I didn't write down which one. I think I'm talking about the. Uh, oh, I know. God, we're gonna have to keep this whole thing in now <laughs> because I just figured out what my point is. Oh boy. Um, I meant. Uh, like, it's the best shot one out of the bunch. The cinematography is the best here. Ah, <laughs> great. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Congratulations, another, case, another case closed. <laughs> Directed by <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. Can, can I talk about the, uh, the, the scene? How, uh, some things about it. Uh-huh. Um, so, first thing that happens, so, you know, she stops talking to, uh, creepy Norman. Goes into, uh, goes to take a shower. Uh, she threw her robe on top of the toilet, and all I could think was, kill this bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she better not be planning to put that back on. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, you get the world-famous uh, shower scene. Mm-hmm. I wondered this. From my memory, I've thought this for a long time. And, uh, you know, it's another one of those things you just never say out loud in a room full of filmmakers or anything. But uh, the stabbing is very, very hokey in that scene. Uh-huh. It's just it's the cutting is so awkward. Yeah. It's like like I'm I'm completely removed from this scene. However, the best part of the scene is the ending of it, where the blood's like going down the drain. You zoom into the drain, and then you cut like coming out, zooming out of her eyes. Mm-hmm. That is like the that's like the mm-hmm. coolest little cut right there. See, like uh, that's what thing kind of. Because you remind me of like another Hitchcock movie, uh, Rope, I think, is what it's called. Where it's basically yeah, yeah where it's just it's the one uh, take movie. Yeah, right? It's the one take movie where basically like they they yeah they kind of cheese it a little bit by like having like, oh it zooms in on his belt and then you know comes out another yeah. scene or whatever. It's like okay, that's not quite the same <laughs> thing, but that's that's fine. <laughs> whatever you know, it's like Birdman did it all actually one take. Yeah. whatever, it's fine. This I think it kind of good show, like, shows a lot of his thought of his technical skills. Yes. That you were like, or just like his his thoughts, like okay, you know, if you do like this, or he'd be the cool if this, then, then popped into this. That would mm-hmm. be that's a great transition. Yeah. Yeah. With this movie, like I don't feel like it really required a lot of effects, kind of like Vertigo or any. Yeah. Any of his other ones did. I think besides that stabbing scene, we were pretty much spared of anything that. That was like two. There's there's one like the part where he uh, like kills the uh the private detective mm-hmm. is also very cheesy oh yeah because like he's like falling down the stairs like one step at a time oh, yeah, no. and he's going <laughs> 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 yeah i did not like uh, that the killing scenes are not very good here uh-huh. but the aftermaths of them are what really make them mm. right or just like the you... whole process of him disposing of the body is great what'd you say the actress's name was janet lee Janet Lee, you know, uh, I remember hearing something about how, you know, that scene traumatized her, like, for life, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, as far as showers, but not just the showers, you know, she was wrapped up and put in a trunk, <laughs> yeah. which... Uh, well, it's probably because uh, Alfred Hitchcock decided that um, no one else could stab as good as he could, so he's the one uh, with yeah. the knife stabbing at her. <laughs> he's actually, yeah, he's actually doing it, and it's like, he, that's like one of the few scenes that you show up for. Let me, let me tell you something, uh, you suck at stabbing <laughs> Alfred <Yeah>. Hitchcock. <laughs> um... One fun thing for you, I guess, Beth, I'm not sure if you know what this, but, like, he fought against having music in this scene. Like, he did not want to have any music at all. Oh, And then they, then they composed the music for it, and he was like, oh, okay, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> Could you imagine that scene without music? That would be the most awkward shit ever. <laughs> it's, like, the most, like, famous, like, you know, killing music, whatever, yeah. like, spooky. Scary. I can't believe that they ripped this off from Friday the 13th. So, um, th- basically, like, you know, this movie is one of the primary examples just speaking of like, I guess just like you know, his visuals, his visuals of why you should never colorize this. Yeah, because it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. There are shadows. Yeah, this guy uses shadows, uses lights in certain ways. It's like this is shot in black and white for a reason, mm-hmm. and it looks really good in black. Mm-hmm. Like it I said, does. best it looks cinematography great. out of the bunch. And you know, on on one hand, actually, it, they did a great job of like avoiding uh, getting that dreaded, you know, oh shoot, NC seventeen or uh, I guess X at the time. I don't know. Was the MPA thing yet? Yeah. Okay. This is this so is like this is... this is one of the few that are actually rated. I think. Okay. Because so like that R rating basically ooh, as well. Actually, uh, great question because this is I think before Night of the Living Dead. Would this be so, a PG thing then? No, the, it's it's rated R on the DVD. Okay. Uh, which is why I so confidently said that it would have been rated by the MPAA, but I think it's pre Night of the Living Dead, and that's like where the MPAA started basically. Okay. Was to keep that out of children's eyes. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, but I I guess I don't know. Uh, let's, let's say about the the stabbing thing was like it was shot that way to not be too graphic, right? Because especially then in time it was like oh this 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 is like people were talking about how like it was the most graphic thing they've ever seen, but you don't see anything. Mm-hmm. And like also you can tell like you know you can tell it's intentionally black and white because the last two movies we just talked about came before it and they're both in color. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah so, obviously, so it's not yeah. like he had yeah. to. <laughs> yeah the process. You know, is very was much cheaper at the time. Still, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the fifties when they started actually like being able to do like color movies. Most that, movies without... were starting to be in color. At that yeah. Point, yeah. So the like I said the uh, the cost was way down. Finally, they don't have to worry about having to feed in. You know, that whole that whole process was horrible <laughs> before then. So Janet Lee dies. We uh, go. Yeah. Uh, we we catch up with her sister and um, uh, her uh, her boyfriend, her beau friend, and uh, they're talking. And um, they're like in the store, and he uh, he talks to the, the the kid in the store, and he goes, uh, "Why don't you go out and get some lunch?" He says, "I brought my lunch." He says, "Well, why don't you go out and eat it?" I like the fact that like you know you you sort of I think it, it makes the guys kind of wonder like, okay, so is uh, where do is, we go from here? Oh yeah, I guess I, I was I was just I was just talking in general of like talking about the the mother for example for example. Oh sure, yeah. like it's like. Is she actually uh, alive or is she actually dead? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't actually really know for sure until you have to very, like, when she kind of like, turns around and she, like, just, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> it's and like, Ugh. That's, like, one of the things we don't know because, you know, the audience knows a lot of the story, whereas, like, the characters don't, which mm-hmm. I loved. They think it's about the money, which right. is something I really liked about their perspective of the story. They think, like, oh, Norman did something with her. And took the money. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, like, he just fucking threw it in the trunk. He had no idea it was there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and he probably wouldn't have cared either. No, Because yeah. it, was, it was because of the fact that he... Uh, he thinks his mother mm-hmm. killed her. He did because mother would be very... Because nobody else can love him, basically. Yeah. It's like, ugh. <laughs> no one else can love him. No one else can love her. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is the reason why he uh, killed his mother in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, they, they have, like, every reason to believe that it would be about money, too. Because he, his hotel is, like, literally hidden. Yeah. Like, she, I think she got there pretty much, like, by chance. Yeah, but, like, because almost she by couldn't, Because she didn't know she wasn't on the main road anymore. Yeah, she couldn't see because of the rain. Um, no one comes out there, uh, you know, and they're, like, they're even questioning him at one point, like, what would you do with $40,000? She would, uh, how, how are you going to get a new hotel? You know, like, he knows they're on him about something, but, like, he... Again, when, he when has no idea. You're, like, ta- yeah. you're talking about uh, you're talking about when Sam is questioning him, and uh, yeah. he's, he's channeling Zap Brannigan. Uh, <laughs> Basically, what would you do with forty thousand dollars? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, he starts talking like that. <laughs> yeah, and um, I like how like really tense the ending really felt. Where like you know he knocks out Sam. Yeah, because because he, he first like where's the girl that you were with? Yeah, and, like so he knocks knocks him out. Um, I thought actually like he actually killed Sam when I first saw. It. I was like, I was like, oh crap, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's got she's got to fight him off somehow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And actually, I wasn't sure if he was gonna, actually. I don't know. Actually, wasn't sure that he she was actually going to be able to defeat him or not. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. I was like, maybe it might just end with like just creepy old uh, Norman, you know, <laughs> with his mom, uh, with mom's clothes on. Norman's going to be performing some sexual activities on. <laughs> Man, like he shows up though in like. He goes upstairs. You think, okay, so he's searching for upstairs. Yeah. No, he's putting on his mother's clothing and like the wig and all that stuff right there, and comes downstairs. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is this is so creepy. Um, this is now leech level of this man has lost it. Yeah. Like <laughs> he just thing... went full mommy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is, so as the uh, what is it, psychiatrist? Yeah. <laughs> explains so brutally at the end. <laughs> yeah, he 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 overexplains it a little bit. Uh huh. Because I, well, you know, Grant, I already knew everything that was gonna happen in this movie, but at the same time, it's like, no, nah, I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you don't have to. And maybe like the explanation was for a '60s audience. I, I that that's very possible. So like Norman, uh, essentially is. So disturbed to the point, uh, like, he has, like, that split personality disorder. Or sometimes he truly believes that he's his mom. Yeah. And then sometimes he's either, like, 
it's like he's never just himself. He's either just his mom or he's Norman and his mom, like, having conversations literally back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, That's because he has to speak for her. Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> believes that it was, like, genuinely her that did it because he comes back, like, he's just blacked out. Mm-hmm. And this girl's now just dead and, you know, he's like, Mom, what'd you do? So I was like, you know, he disposes of her body. Not, not to say that this guy's totally innocent because he's not. He's a mm. freak uh, who dumps a person in a swamp yeah. like a piece of garbage. <laughs> like, he's clearly but, done this before, too. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't... He just kills her. Like, I mean, he doesn't do anything else to her. He doesn't take anything from her besides her life. <laughs> I mean, but... You know, uh, <laughs> well, the most important thing, possibly, Well, it's her. crazy because it's like, I was, I was so scared. I'm like, for a second, you know... And as you were saying, Chris, like... Back in that time, they wouldn't have done anything too, too graphic, I don't think. No. Um, yeah. But, uh, like, probably... We never even actually saw her boobies. We just saw her corn... Right. Her, her cone bra. I almost said corn. <laughs> cone bra. Um, yeah, like, today, uh, he would have done things to her. He would have uh, He would have found that money and he'd taken it, like... He would have uh, taken it to a, a strip club, got some, like, cigars... Uh, like had five cigars in his mouth. He would have been making it rain. He's a good boy. <laughs> you know, but you know, he's a good boy. He likes sandwiches and milk. I guess like it's like a layer. You know, I was almost thinking that this is gonna be added to here was that like he would kill the girl and then like she would turn into mother. You know, oh, I was yeah. like something yeah. or whatever. And I thought about that. And I was like, but I really like the fact that he has his mummified that the mummified uh, you know mom just like he'll just like pose her or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh god, it's just so. So gross. <laughs> There's a movie, like, super really, real quick squirrel hunt. There's, like, actually a movie kind of like that, only it's a guy with, like, his sister. His sister actually died when he was younger, and his mom made him be his sister. So now I think he, like, killed his parents. Um, and he, like, kids kidnaps girls and makes them into his sister. Uh, and like holds, holds some captain so so there's like I think it's called Carrie Ann or something. It's not a movie, Beth. Chris does that. Oh yeah, Chris does. <laughs> Look, I'm editing this. <laughs> <laughs> but I should say because I because I trashed the one on Vertigo, the uh, the uh, opening title sequence for this one's really good. Yeah, and <laughs> so is the opening title sequence in Rear Window. Yes. Yeah. Like that one too. Um. Very uh, fun so, little shades. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh. I I I've got, I got all my notes said and done. So. Yeah. Uh, Want to go around for um Yeah, for we're going to start here. I give this movie an 8.5. All right. I give it an 8. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Cool. That's up from last nice. time, which was a 7. So this one got better. Rear window apparently got worse. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, not long from now, only a few days away, we will be doing another episode, and that one will be over what, First, Beth? I don't know. <laughs> First man. Say it, Beth. Say what? <laughs> First man. <laughs> so that is uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, that's what we're doing uh, later this week. Yeah. First man. <laughs> See you, everybody. First Bye. man. First man. listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.